This is episode 30 of Sustainable Photography. I'm Engel Kolnes and today we're talking about sales calls with my special guest Carissa Wu. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration and to the point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers and I might mention some of those in this episode. Chris have shot 200 weddings in destinations all over the world, including places like Paris, Hawaii, and Thailand. She's based in Gardena, California, and today she's here to talk about sales calls. Hi, Carissa. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here, Ingmar. Yes, good. So I'd love to know more about you and your background. So maybe you can start just saying a little bit about who you are and how you ended up as a photographer and an educator. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Carissa Wu. My married name is Carissa Sato, and I've been a wedding photographer for about 12 years. So I'm a veteran, and I'm in LA, California. So me and you struggled with time zones today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, we worked it out. My style is very colorful and vibrant, and my my clients are always like, you know, laughing out loud and just having the best time of their lives. And I'm a wedding photographer coach. So I have a three-month program, and I also have a podcast, and you were my guest last week, and I can't wait to share our episode. You were you gave so many great golden nuggets, and the podcast is called Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu, and it's all about how to get that heck yes from your dream clients, and that's a little bit about me. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So I'd love to know, because both me and the person listening were... We're very into sustainability and I'd love to know what you consider a sustainable business. Like what do you think it takes to run a successful and sustainable photography business? Oh yeah, because yeah, me and you talked a lot about burnout because you could just, I always like the analogy, like you could throw spaghetti at a wall and just see what sticks. You could do everything. You could go full blast. You could go to every networking meeting. You could do buy every course. I don't know. You could try to like network your ass off just go, 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 go. But I think at the end of the day, what I've learned is you need a marketing plan. And I think it's definitely good to hire a mentor like me or or you or coach out there that has experience to help you with this. So you're not just doing all the things and you definitely need like a content calendar. So you don't think you have to post on social like every second and you need to develop like your content pillars. So you know, like what you're talking about and you definitely know, need to know who your bride is and where they're hanging out and like kind of like what venues you like. It's kind of, you know, the target market. You think you could do every wedding, but it's just not a good idea. I think you should kind of niche down because it's going to help you in the long run for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. And when it comes to photographers, we're we're often very preoccupied with getting more clients and new inquiries and we get all excited when a new inquiry hits the inbox but what should a photographer do like at that moment they've got a new inquiry what's next yeah so I do things a little bit differently I actually when I get an inquiry I just text them and I try to get them on like a 10 minute introductory call right away a lot of people don't do this that's why I do it 
And I actually think I'm an awesome wedding photographer and I want to shoot their wedding. Um, and I just want to know if we're a good fit. So I want to be like the first person that they talk to. And because it's only 10 minutes or less, then I feel like they either hop on the phone with me like right away. They could just kind of like chat with me real fast, even if they're at work, or they could talk with me like during their lunch break. But because I text them, I always feel like they can make that time for me because it's only 10 minutes. Definitely. That that's a really good perspective because I think a lot of people wait. They want to make it like a really big deal and it becomes a huge commitment at the end. And then you've kind of wasted that time and then it's not a it's not a right fit. Yeah. And I kind of want to just see like what I'm dealing with and like what their wedding is, like what their budget and you know, if I want to make a connection and they want to make a connection with me too. And yeah, I want to just get like be top of mind um, when it comes to wedding photography, because at that point, they're still in research mode. So they could be like talking to their friends, maybe their parents have a friend that's a photographer, they're going on Instagram, and then it keeps getting like more and more and more. And then they keep getting like, a little bit overwhelmed with like referrals. So if they made that connection with me in the beginning, and they know like I'm a leader in the industry, and I could hold their hand through the process, and I care about them, then when they have a question, or they think of photography, then they'll think of me. Mm, definitely. Do you still do like a a longer sales call or yeah. client call later on? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And I always say, oh, something about me is I love to get like both parties involved, like it's not just about the bride. It's about both parties. So I like to connect with both of them. So I like to get them on like a 20 to 30 minute zoom call and just walk them through like the wedding through an album and, you know, my package and all my deliverables and, you know, throw on some bonuses or incentives and like truly get to know them and like break walls down. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. What do you think is the big deal about sales calls? Should everyone do them? Or is it just for wedding photographers? Or I think for me, I just wanted to do it because I was getting ghosted a lot. I was getting a lot of inquiries. Um, well, I started off just kind of booking a lot like back in the day, wedding photography wasn't very popular then it was before Pinterest or Instagram. And there wasn't many of us. So I could book and then I was inquiries kind of slowed down and I kind of want to get inquiries and then I would write them back and then I wouldn't hear anything. And then I would get a reply back like, oh, they went with another photographer. So I'm like, no, you know, like you work so hard to get these inquiries and then you finally get them and do the happy dance. And then like, where do they go? So that's kind of like why I really wanted to just be like, let's chat, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great that that's worked so well for you. Yeah, and it has. And I teach my students and, you know, some people like their work just speaks for itself. Like their website is just killer and bomb. And, you know, people could book up um, without a sales call. But some people like some of my students just starting out, like, you know, maybe they don't have that many experience. They don't have like 100 weddings under their belt. So they kind of need to sell themselves with their personality. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think personality is huge when it comes to photography. Underrated, actually. I think so many photographers are hoping that their images are going to kind of like speak for them and that's all they need. But lots of photographers have great images. So you need something more. And that's usually your personality. 
Yeah. And I would hire you as my wedding photographer because we talked last, um, last week. And even though you're introvert, I'm extrovert. You, you definitely ask the questions to try to get to know me and what I want. And you try to create this really amazing experience through your, you know, full day elopements. And that's what I would want. I don't want someone like overbearing or like super loud or obnoxious and trying to run the show. Like I want someone that really, truly gets me. Yeah. And I think most couples don't actually, I don't think they know that they kind of have the option or that they should think about that aspect of it. So if you start to introduce like, oh, let's have, let's have a conversation to actually see if we get on, I think you'll, you'll have the upper edge because then people will start to realize like, oh, I actually have to think about what, make sense in terms of how we are as a couple um, and then price doesn't become like the most important factor anymore exactly and I tell them like I like to get on this phone call like for me because I want to create a connection like I want to feel part of their big day so from the beginning from the initial call to the 30 minute zoom call to the engagement session you know we go through this wedding photography journey and then by the time that it's their wedding i feel like a friend and i'm directing them but it's so much different and then i'm just like i i always emphasize we're we're a team like we have to make the best wedding photos but that takes you know their effort and my effort. I can't just be directing the whole time and then they don't want to follow. Like we have to be communicating. Hey, do you need a break? Do you want to go 10 minutes longer? Like, what are you feeling? So it's definitely a team effort. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Carissa will be right back, but I wanted to invite you to the Facebook group, Sustainable Photography. You'll find some video lessons on a bunch of useful topics and of course, all the latest updates on the podcast. You're also free to ask your questions and yeah, just hang out and get to know the rest of the people in there. Back to sales calls, like in terms of you being a coach and everything, what do you see many photographers doing wrong in their sales calls? That's a really good question. And I really love this question because I've coached a lot of students this past year and what I've learned is it gets boring. And, you know, yeah, it gets really boring. And sometimes I've been really like not on point or I didn't have my coffee or I don't know, maybe I was hungover, but I've been on calls and I wasn't energetic and the calls just lag and then they last even longer, like maybe an hour. And then it just, it wasn't as powerful. Yeah. So I really keep it under 30 minutes and but the conversation is really powerful. And even if they're not an energetic couple, like I bring it out of them. Like I ask really fun rapid fire questions. I dig deep and I make it really exciting for them and answer all their questions. Mm. Yeah. So this one girl, like in particular, like she wasn't booking on the call. So I was trying to dig deep, like what's going on. And I think she wasn't really like when the energy got low, like I taught her how to like pick it up. You know, when you talk about money, obviously like their guard goes up a little bit. So you have to like bring it back, bring the energy back up with like fun questions and you have to like be exciting and really sell yourself, but not in like a salesy way. But you could say maybe like, oh, this mom said something really cool about me. She she pulled me aside and she said, oh, wow, I really know what you're doing. You're like directing the whole time. You're like a wedding director. And I was like, oh, thank you. So I, I really love that compliment. So I say that in my meetings, and then back in the day when I didn't have much experience, I would say, oh, I danced my whole life. I did ballet. I did jazz. So I understand like how to pose. So I look at people as like lines and it's not like textbook where you're like, oh, 
you know, chin to your elbow and then here, 45 degrees. It's like, I see lines in a different way because I've been seeing lines and people like, you know, ever since I was little. Mm, That's really interesting. But what you're saying in a way is that you're using your personality to kind of drive the sales call. Yes. And I'm using my, my stories, my personal stories and stories that could connect their wedding or their personalities with my work and just making any connections. Like, you know, if they love scrapbooking, maybe I could like really hype up my albums and say how beautiful and one of a kind they are and how like the time I put into these albums and, you know, really get in their heads, asking them powerful questions. Like, what are you looking for in a wedding photographer? Or you could ask like, what are your dislikes or or likes or, you know, what's keeping you up at night and like pick their brain and then just like really get to know their pain points and just be like, hey, I'm the answer for those pain points. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, that sounds really good. Do you have any other ideas or tips or things that the listener can take away when it comes to client communication, like anything at all that you can think of? Yeah, I just made a TikTok, which I just got on TikTok. It was, um, please guys, like don't, try to keep discounting yourself and adding more things when you're talking to customers because it's a big like downward spiral if you keep adding things like oh yeah I'll add like a parent album oh sure like I'll go to the venue walkthrough you know that's like two hours away oh yeah sure I'll add that extra uh, drive um, to Joshua Tree for your engagement session with no travel fee like um, oh yeah no well no worries you don't have to give me a hotel like when you keep doing this, um, you're actually devaluing yourself and people are going to take advantage and they're going to keep wanting more and more and more and be like, oh, well, she keeps giving us. So let's ask for more. And then at the end of the day, when you give your contracts, there's going to be like, oh, maybe we could get more out of her after the contract. So I always say like, try to add value to yourself with like different things, like why you stand out. Um, maybe you help style with the engagement session. Maybe um, you are you specialize in boho weddings. Maybe you are the South Bay photographer that has shot at these venues and know all the beaches around the whole PCH coastline. So just really think about like what makes you stand out and why you are different. Mm, perfect. Yeah, that sounds really good. Where do you think your passion from helping others come from? I think I just, it was funny, but yesterday I was listening to or I was on Instagram and this guy had said that he actually is, has a podcast and he's in flow state when he's helping serving others. And it just really resonated. I feel like, you know, when I'm talking to you, me and you are super like-minded and, you know, after our conversation last week, we were just like buzzing with energy and we just felt connected because we're on the same like wavelength and me and you like love helping others because we've been doing this for so long and we don't want people to make the same mistakes that we did. And we, me and you have talked about, we've seen so many photographers burn out and quit or just be like resentful to, to their business. And we don't want to see that happen. So when we are helping, like we, we feel so good and it just, I don't know, we both me and you, we wake up in the morning and we're just like, let's do this. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly how I feel too. Yeah. I totally, I totally could see that in you for sure. Mm. So what's one thing that the person who's listening can do right now to improve their sales call and client communication? I think just write down like who you serve. Like you were talking to me last week about like you like to serve like very affectionate couples. Like they're very like 
handsy and like they're like so in love and you know not like the couple that doesn't like to touch so you write that on your website and really speak to them through your copy and through your photos and that's really important and then to kind of understand like who you don't serve like I actually don't really serve like the big ballroom weddings um, that's not really my style, which is interesting because of the, the high paying clients, but it's just, it's not me, honestly. Like I actually shoot weddings, like they have food trucks and they're kind of quirky and I could walk into the wedding and bring my JBL speaker and then just be like party time. So it's definitely not all brides. Uh, my bride's very not, not stuffy. So just kind of understanding that is very helpful in your marketing and also your sales call. Yeah. I think that's a very good point that you're client communication doesn't start the moment that you get an inquiry. It starts before they've ever reached out to you. Yes. And they, you know, some people have been following you for like a year or years. And yeah, like you've been speaking to them forever. So they're just ready to buy like when you're on the sales call. So it's not about selling. It's just about getting to know them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how it is. What would you do to recommend whoever is listening if they want to build a sustainable business? Yeah, let's see. I mean, the marketing plan for sure. The content pillars, like the four things you always talk about, hiring a coach and a mentor like me and you. But I think just not taking every client, I think that you have to strive to get the wedding that you want. So if it's like these couple five venues that you love to work with, just maybe like make a vision map and put it on uh, board in your room and just say like have it like visually there so you can see like this is the type of bride you want to work with and when you get like this different wedding or like someone that's trying to nickel and dime you I think it will be easier to say like no that's absolutely like a heck no for me and then you could bring in like the better clients that you want that's how you don't burn out and that's how you keep your passion and I have boundaries in my business where I don't shoot back-to-back weddings. So that's helped me, you know, have this long career of 12 years. I'm just a full-time coach now, but um, I just retired. But I think that helped me with not burning out because you could still be excited about their love and not think, oh, I have this wedding. I'm so excited. Oh, but I have one the next day. So I'm less excited. So that's one boundary I have. And then another really amazing boundary that I have is I don't shoot over eight hours and I wanted to get it down to like six hours, but you know, you could actually shoot a lot in six hours and eight hours. Um, some people will want nine hours, 10 hours, but I say, Oh, my team will just cover the rest. But you know, I work my butt off those eight hours. So after eight hours, like I want to go home and you know, that last hour, I know you do elopements, but you know, during weddings, like that last hour of dancing, is just kind of repetitive. <laughs> It start, everything starts to hurt. Yeah. And then you, you're just looking at your, you know, your, your watch or trying to go get tea or whatever. And just like, okay, you don't need like 5,000 dancing photos. And if they do want 5,000 dancing photos and your team could handle it. But yeah, that's a really big boundary for me. And I think another boundary that I put up is I really emphasize like my time, like not to be late for the engagement session. And I really emphasize it even through talking with them, like, do not be late. Like that means be early. And so 
I should never be waiting for them. I'm always early, you know, just going on Instagram, but I just say like, okay, get your makeup done early. You could have lunch. You know, people do all these random things during the day that they don't think it's going to take time, like get balloons or, you know, change their outfit, like steam their dress. Like I really tell them, Hey, like you're going to want to, you know, do everything beforehand. So you're not late. And so they respect my time. And even the day of, I always say, okay, the worst thing that could happen at a wedding, which is not horrible, but the makeup and the hair runs too long. And then the whole wedding day, the timeline, it gets pushed down. And so I say, you have to tell your makeup artist like a hard stop at this time. And that means starting early. Like people don't think you have to tip the vendors. Like you have to fix your makeup. If you don't like it, you have to put your Spanx on, you have to go to the bathroom. Like you have to do all these things and, you know, makeup artists, I love them, but they're very chatty and personable. So sometimes it just runs too long and you just need to get those robe shots and you're trying to get the shots of the bridesmaids getting ready. But, you know, some people are still in hair and makeup. So I really try to tell them these things. So it just less likely to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So setting clear boundaries and giving tons of information beforehand so they know how to prepare. That's really good advice. It is like, I think just, you know, doing it for a long time, you just don't want to see these things happen. Like just, yeah, I mean, like, don't wear stilettos to your ceremony. It's just, it's not a good idea. Like wear wedges, like your feet are going to be hurting like crazy. And that's all you're going to think about. And you can't even enjoy your ceremony. And like, don't forget to eat because if you don't eat, you're going to feel like you're going to faint during your ceremony. So just interesting things like that. And then go to the bathroom before the ceremony. So <laughs> you're not like doing the pee pee dance. <laughs> I think that we kind of forget because we're so used to it. So we forget all the the knowledge that we have that we generally pass on to our clients. But it's something that we should kind of mention when selling our services like actually we can help you out and we know we have the best uh, tricks and we know what to do and what not to do because we're such a resource if we just kind of remember to package it right to get us booked more easily as well yeah I totally agree I mean me and you have so much experience so we've seen it all it's just you do adventurous stuff in new locations so I'm sure you've seen so many more things than I have mine are more more structured but just like, you know, people forgetting their shoes or just, like I said, their feet hurting or getting lipstick on their dress. So just like things could happen, but you just have to like roll with the punches and maybe you bring a tide stick or, you know, maybe you bring eyelash glue and just you kind of know what's going to happen and just try to be the problem solver. Absolutely. That's that's of huge value to our couples. So we should remember to to use that. This is just a quick interruption to say, if you want to continue the conversation, ask questions and hang out with like-minded photographers, come on over to the Facebook group Sustainable Photography. I'll see you there. Do you have any final advice when it comes to sales calls and communication? Let's see, final advice. I would say, yeah, be you, be authentic, really try to break down walls. You could ask very like non photography related questions sometimes like even like what they do what are their favorite quarantine pastimes what are they watching on Netflix because I think I remember this long time ago it was my old neighbor I haven't seen her for a long time but I had a, a meeting with her and her fiance 
And I just remember like talking their era and they left looking like so overwhelmed and they obviously didn't book me. And then I just really like learned a very important lesson. Like, Hey, like they don't need to know every little thing about wedding photography. Like, even though if you know everything, little thing, like they just want to connect with you, see if you're a good fit. Obviously you have to explain your, your packages and, you know, kind of sell yourself a little bit, but at the end of the day, like it's just very basic and you can save the nitty gritty details for like the week before the wedding, like the shot list, the family dynamic, everything that they want, the timeline. So just kind of slow it down and just try to make that good connection with them. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. I try to make my sales call mainly about the client. Like I don't really have to talk so much because it's it's about getting to know them and to see if I even want to shoot their wedding or their elopement. So yeah, trying to get them to talk as much as possible is good. Yeah, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. That's a good mindset for sure. Yeah. I just thought of another question though. Like what if you're having a hard time actually getting your couple to get on the phone with you? Do you have any solutions to that? Yeah. So, you know, some people are busy and they rather you email them and they could just tell you and you could, you could email them your packages or just say like they start at this price and let me know if you want to hop on a call. But this is, you could be strict and you can say, this is the first step of working with me. And I have a great connection with my couples and it shows in my photographs. And this is the reason why. Mm, perfect. Yeah, that's really good. Where can the listener go to keep learning from you, Carissa? I'm on Instagram a lot. So my hashtag, no, my hashtag, my handle is Carissa, C-A-R-I-S-S-A-W-O-O. And you can watch my free 20-minute lead generation masterclass for wedding photographers and set up a free call with me to see if we're a good fit of working together. But I just got, I did a Zoom call with a past student and she got 18 inquiries this week with my methods. I've never gotten 18 inquiries in a week and I was mind blown. So that's really amazing. Can you say just quickly what lead generation is for those who don't know? Yeah, good question. Lead generation is just, you know, this whole 30 minutes we talked about how to master the sales call when you get that lead. But, you know, there's a step before that and it's a big step and it's how to get these leads, how to get your phone ringing or your inquiries coming in hot and people wanting to inquire about your services. That's what leads are. Yeah, perfect. That's a great explanation. Thank you. Yay. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, Carissa. Thank you so much. I'm glad we, we made it happen yes. despite our time zone differences. I know we're across the world, so we made it happen. But it was a pleasure being on your show, Ingval. Great. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.